0: Speak the charm of me. There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten, when wizards will rule the world.
1: This is the Arnomancy podcast. The world is weirder than we know. Join your host, Reverend Derek, and his diverse array of amazing guests in an exploration of tarot, magic, the occult and the history of Western esotericism. The Arnamancy Podcast exists thanks to the support of generous listeners like you. Please consider supporting this podcast for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash Arnomancy. Welcome back to the Arnamancy Podcast. This is the episode that you have all been waiting for. Part one of the 2022 Year Ahead Forecast.
2: (laughs) Woohoo! Yay! Yay. I
1: am your host and timekeeper and um, referee, Reverend Derek. (laughs) (laughs) And I am joined by my amazing friends, astrologer Andrew B. Watt and cartomancer T. Susan Chang. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Good to be with you, Eric, as always.
3: Glad to be here. It's nice to be back.
1: It's uh it's lovely to see your faces and I'm just I'm happy that we're doing this again and I'm also happy that you were agreeable to um this new experimental recording format, which hopefully will not explode. So, Andrew, would you please introduce yourself just in case there are I don't know, listeners who have been under a rock or listeners who have come from some far-off land to uh, hear us.
3: I'm Andrew B. Watt. My website is andrewbwatt.com. Pretty easy. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew B. Watt, and you can find me on Instagram and other platforms at abwatt or abwatt42. I think that's it. I'm, I've been on two of these episodes so far. It's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that your listeners are joining us.
1: They've been kind of the most popular episodes of the podcast. I, I always kind of figured it's because Susie's here and Susie's like a, <laughs> like really famous That's... compared to us. But The rose <laughs> between two thorns. Yeah. Oh,
2: man, guys. Uh, Susie,
1: <laughs> would you please introduce yourself now? Like just, you know.
2: Okay, yeah. So Tell the three uh,
1: listeners who don't know you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm T. Susan Chang. I specialize in tarot um let's see most of everything i do is probably easiest to find at uh, t um let's see i am the co-host of fortune's wheelhouse which is now in retirement it's finished but you can still get it out there on all the podcast services i write books on tarot um including tarot correspondences which is basically modern day tarot seven 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 and uh and my book on the minor arcana, thirty-six secrets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've got a new one coming out next year, uh, which is my online tarot course between hardcovers. So um, but the tarot course you can get to through the website too. Uh the only other thing I should mention is my Etsy site, which is um etsy.com slash shop slash tarotista, where you can buy uh all kinds of cool stuff like Cases for tarot decks and perfumes, and uh, and talismans. I've got some talismans on there now, eight of wands. So, um, so I think that's good enough.
3: Ooh, I have one. For finding your luggage at all times and in all places.
2: (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) It makes sure that your luggage gets to where you're going way before you do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're carrying a keychain with the talisman on it too.
1: (laughs) Then only your pants arrive.
2: <laughs> um always looking on the bright side, aren't we? <laughs> it's oh been God. that
1: kind of year. It has been that kind it of year. It has. The three of us have conspired to offer a twenty percent off any of our divination services. If you book before the last day of twelfth night, which is January fifth, uh you can find links to our respective services on our web pages and in the show notes. And when you get there, use the code BIGASTRO22, and you'll get 20% off. And even though the code seems to indicate that these are astrological services, I will warn you that only Andrew offers astrological (laughs) services. Susie and I will just do cards.
3: I remembered that we set this offer up last year, so I just created the code, and now both of you... Are stuck <laughs> using my code, but Susie came up with a brilliant code for 2023. <laughs> and you we can't look forward. <laughs> we look forward to to telling you about it next year. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so here's how this is gonna go. Uh, we're going to st- so th- we have a lot of divination to get through. So we're going to start off uh, discussing sort of the the chart for the year, the solar return chart for the year. We're going to pull a f- card for the year, and then once we get into the months. Uh, every month you guys will have, uh, you know, about 10 minutes to talk about it. And when we hit the end, I will ring a bell like this. Oh, that's a sweet sound. Yes. Yes. That's the, the, the bell of astral doom. (laughs) Uh, okay. So let's start off. Uh, Andrew, what's going on? What is this solar return chart? I'm going to act like I've
3: never seen one before. So the idea behind a solar return chart is that we are taking the time that the year begins, which in this particular case at midnight or the meridian of Springfield, Massachusetts, which both Susie and I live on, the sun will be at 10 degrees of Capricorn, 44 minutes. So we are using that as the key for the remainder of the year. So every single month of the year, we're generating a new chart where the sign changes, but the degrees and minutes don't. This leads to a couple of different things. The first of them, as Susie pointed out in our our pre-discussion, is that the Ascendant is always going to be in Libra. Regardless of where you are in the world, when midnight reaches you, the Ascendant is going to be in Libra. And this makes Venus the queen of the year. And she will be queen of the year for as long as our civil calendar starts at midnight on January 1st. How long that will be, I don't know, but that will always be true. I think that this is really nice. Let me finish this thought. I think this is really nice because it means that we're always starting in a place of feeling love and connection and beauty and hope for the coming year. That's what we all want.
1: (laughs) That seems to uh, sort of reflect our, uh, you know, at least in the West, our tradition of like kissing somebody at midnight, right? That's right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But also, I was wondering, like, so we have the procession of the equinoxes, which might shift our are January 1st a little bit. Uh and we also have uh like leap years. When we have leap years, I suppose we might only be off by like a full degree at that point, huh? Does it kind of like build up build up and then snap back?
3: It does kind of do that. Uh if I advance my calendar program even as far as say 2040, I mm-hmm. notice that the years get a little bit wonky. And uh you know, 20 years from now, the nominal first day of the year after after 20 years, the 40 years from, from now till 2041, uh, suddenly it feels like it's December 26th instead of January 1st. So it does get a little wonky pretty rapidly.
1: I hope we have all managed to retire by then and that a new generation like perhaps our sidekicks do we get sidekicks uh, our sidekicks will have taken over the uh, forecast episodes you'll, by then
3: you'll have to start working on cultivating an apprentice eric sounds terrifying <laughs> <Whoa>.
2: <laughs> baby wonder wizard i thought i was just gonna be
1: Susie's apprentice
0: <laughs> well
1: um okay so Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I interrupted you with some horrible jokes, Andrew.
3: That's quite all right. That's why people tune in. They they tune in for the bad puns, the terrible jokes, and occasionally the divination. (laughs) 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 So we all know that, for example, the Queen of England is not supposed to intervene in politics all that much. She's head of state, and we know that She and her courtiers do all sorts of machinations behind the scenes, but officially she stays out of politics. It's the same with Venus, right? She's queen of the year, but she's sovereign, and she can't let her hands get dirty. So she always has an advisor. Now, Venus can never be more than two signs from the sun. That means that she can be in Scorpio, she can be in Sagittarius or Pisces, or she can be in Capricorn and Aquarius. And that sign's ruler is thus either Mars or Jupiter or Saturn. And that's much more like the day-to-day reality of having a prime minister, right? Somebody who knows how to get their hands dirty. And it gives us a basic theme of either austerity, if Saturn is the ruler, or it gives us Jupiter, which is generosity, or it gives us Mars, which is conflict and Stubbornness and a lot of ambition and aggressiveness on display. And I've tested this against a number of previous years that we can, you know, judge with a fair bit of certainty, like, say, 1941, and this works reasonably <laughs> well. So I, I'm reasonably sure that we can trust this technique moving into the future.
1: It's funny, you know, those three, uh, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn... They kind of uh, fit pretty well with like the wheel of fortune card, wouldn't you say, Susie? Like you've got hmm. you've got your aggressive side, you've got things going well, and then you got things oh, you see, yeah, down. you're
2: three, you're ascending and you're descending and you're on top of the wheel precisely. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. fair to say. You know, Jupiter being at the top and then flanked by those mm-hmm. uh, those attempting the to... malefics. <laughs> yes, flanked by the malefics does feel like that.
1: Uh, so then who do we got as our prime minister this year, Andrew?
3: Well, for the chart for midnight, for, as I said, the, the, lat- the longitude of Springfield, Massachusetts, we have got Saturn as our prime minister. So it's a year in which austerity is going to be one of the key themes. And one of surprise, the things surprise. that I say... <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> one of the things that I think is relevant here is that Saturn kind of reminds us of the importance of nature... And nature always bats last, as the phrase goes. So in years in which Saturn rules, things have a tendency to be kind of dry, kind of cold, uh, but, but also kind of austere or limited, and we tend to experience declines or limitations or obstacles as pretty serious conditions.
1: You know, we just made it through 2021, which was a rough year. Uh, 2022, you know, I suppose we're probably all ready to tighten our belts already a little bit. We've been getting warned yeah. about all sorts of things.
2: And last year it was Jupiter who was, um, who, not Saturn. So, so get ready for fun last times year, next yeah. year. Yeah. Jupiter. Cause Venus oh wasn't such.
1: Now I think, so what, now what we're going to do is we're going to get the card of the year and then we will talk about January itself. Does that, is that what we, yeah, that's what we Let's agreed. do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the card of the year.
2: All right, so let us have a look. Oh, look, it's the strength card. Wow! So that's really interesting. One thing that I've um kind of I I did a sort of a rundown of results from last year, and I've decided to refine the way I interpret the cards that we draw. So, um, I'm I'm going to assume that they refer broadly to topics that may arise, rather than like how great we may feel or how terrible we may feel, which also sometimes, you know, there's a mood to the card. But with the strength card, I would expect the emphasis to be physical strength. So literally health, well-being and our ability to do what we need to do in this world, which is not surprising since we're all coping with whatever, you know, Greek letter of the coronavirus variant we're on. So, um, so yeah, so I think that strength will be the topic um, and primarily the health the biological health of the planet um, and those living on it. I think
1: that makes a lot of sense because we also have a lot of like climate crisis crap to deal yes. with. So the biological health, you know,
2: global it is warming could also be the strength. So below,
3: yeah, yeah, Ufta. and somebody pointed yeah. out once that. The strength card literally looks like a woman feeding her cat medicine after they've been to the vet right, so this yes. is forcing yes. the feral or the animalistic powers to to take their medicine even if they don't want to
0: right
2: that's right that's right yes yes she's uh, she's literally holding his mouth uh the mouth of the line, so they're. There could be a message kind of, about um, masking, kind of, in of rubbing there. his throat a little bit, being like, "Come <laughs> yeah. on, kitty, you could do it." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and and the fact I also think that it's fair to say this is a worldwide phenomenon because of the infinity sign on top, broadly oh, yeah, sure. applicable to everyone in all times.
1: I'd agree. Susie, uh, Susie, when we get into the rest of the cards, are you going to be taking these cards out as you draw no. them, or are you going to be shuffling them back redraw, So we could, get, yep. we could just do strength every month. That we, we could done. do that.
2: That would be interesting, like your all-tower <laughs> card deck that you have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could. I, I don't know that I could survive uh, giving my cat that many pills, but uh, let's get into the chart for January. Um, so, Andrew, you've already run over run through you've already run through uh <laughs> the ruler of the year being venus uh and the and the prime minister being saturn so what's going on specifically in january that uh we should be uh prepared for
3: so the first thing that we should be aware of is that venus and pluto are having a conjunction and this conjunction is going to repeat 3 times we're just sort of coming up on uh, the retrograde conjunction. We had a direct conjunction just about a week ago, or even not even that. I think it was like the 12th, so it's just a couple of days past. And the third one doesn't take place until March. So Venus and Pluto combinations are uh, are about this lovely idea of being together and having a great time with somebody, and the other person being uh, really domineering and controlling. So the, the queen here is not really in control of herself, and that's not a great place to start. Saturn, as our prime minister, is in the decan called Heaven and Earth. So the prime minister has this really big utopian ideal that they want to achieve, but the reality is that, that utopias involve practical extremism. So we're not starting out with a great relationship. The third thing is that I have also selected a monthly governor. And this is a planet we didn't talk about much last year, but it's whichever planet rules the midheaven. And the midheaven in this case is in Cancer. So the first month is going to run fast because it's being ruled by the moon. And, uh, and that creates some, some rapid changes right at the beginning of the year.
1: So we kind of we don't really get to um, uh, ease into the next year. We got to kind of like start off with at a gallop.
3: Yeah, I think that there is going to be quite a bit of a gallop, especially since Mars and the Moon have just had a conjunction right after, uh, right a little just before January first. So the Moon is going to be rushing. They've just had this Mm. militant meeting and is going to be pretty aggressive to get things done. Well, heck, Susie, cheer us up with a really good card for the month.
2: <laughs> Let's see what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it strength? <laughs> it is. <laughs> strength! Yeah, so I guess, you know, what happens in January applies to the to the entire year. Um, you know, I mean, I think uh, it's just where we are right now in December. You can look ahead to January, and you know that it's going to be all about boosters and all about, you know, of this new, there's this new, um, pill that they're, um, antiviral oh, that yeah, they're the, trying, the you know,
1: Pfizer pill. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's good. I mean, last year we had the Ace of Wands in January and I was really excited and stoked about that. And then we had, you know, the January 6th, uh, events and, you know, and I think the way to read the Ace of Wands would have b- really been to um to recognize that it was an an overflow of energy, you know, an an, an insurrectionary right, right. energy. So, you know, we can't assume that the strength card will be all good news, you know, that merely highlights the area that we're going to deal with. The other thing is that I noticed a high correlation last year between the elemental correspondences of the card and the natural disasters that went with them. So we may well be talking about something fiery You know, um, I mean, literally, if you look at the the actual news headlines for a year, every month is disaster month. So we can't really say that one's worse than the others. But uh, but if there's going to be disasters, they will be related to fire. Okay, well, did I cheer you uh, up? uh,
1: (laughs) Not totally. I would just sort of Australia. Everybody keep like a bucket
3: of sand ready.
2: (laughs) Well, that's actually a really good point, because it is fire season in Australia. And um, so yeah. that is something to watch out.
3: The other thing about that Ace of Wands card is that we had in January of last year, as opposed to strength for this year, mm-hmm. is that, that the Ace of Wands is about improvised weaponry as mm-hmm. opposed to a dedicated killing mm-hmm. per- tool like a sword. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the ways for us to think about this is that strength is in part about mind over matter. So there is this idea of a mind war, like somebody is trying to control physical conditions on the ground by changing hearts and minds. So that becomes a possible theme for this January. Yes, and I also
2: like to think mm -hmm. of, Go ahead.
1: Oh, oh! I was going to say I like to think of the strength card a lot as being uh, representative of the uh, of the virtue of fortitude. So there's a lot right. of like endurance, like that's right. It can be physical or last.
2: mental or emotional mm-hmm, fortitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, right. Right. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes it's considered courage—just courage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Are we ready for February? You had, you had one more thing, Susie. I think you. I interrupted I you.
2: No, no, no. I, I was know. just going to. Talk about the, um, you know, the various forms of strength and its aspects in terms of force, fortitude, moral force, and -hmm. physical force. But, um, you know, I think we we can move on from that.
1: There's a whole uh, Fortune's Wheelhouse episode about that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear lots about that, you can <laughs> listen to the whole hour on Fortunes of will the, the links
3: to each card will be in the show notes. Actually, I don't oh want to boy. commit Eric to that,
0: but <laughs> this is where I
1: need a, this is where my uh, apprentice will come in. Be... <laughs> um, okay, so on to February. So February this year starts on the 30th of January. <laughs>
3: right because that's the t- that's the time at which the sun is going to be at 10 degrees 44 minutes uh but this time it'll be in aquarius rather than in capricorn so that's that's how this solar return lunar return chart process goes okay so venus will be retrograde so the queen is reviewing past actions and uh and trying to sort out what her relationship is apart from uh Apart from Pluto. But at the moment, she's keeping company with Mars and with the moon and with Mercury and with Pluto. So the queen is having a party. All these senior dignitaries are there. She's got her expert in the room. She's got billionaires in the room. She's got mothers and medical personnel. It's just a a big conference call. But she is reviewing what has happened in the past and trying to make better decisions for the future. Saturn and the sun are headed towards their annual conjunction. And this is usually when harsh news gets delivered. Uh, It is, it is usually, it usually happens, you know, it can happen anywhere in the chart. It just so happens. This is the sign opposite the sun. So this is where the sun is at his weakest and where Saturn is at his strongest. So mm. the sun is going to give the sun or the sun is going to get some bad news here and Saturn is going to wind up holding the winning hand.
2: Uh, not Saturn to mention is, also that Mars is exalted and the moon's in fall.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh moon
2: I, is in detriment.
3: Yeah, moon is in detriment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I I think it's important to point out that Mars is going to pass through Capricorn, hit Pluto, which is this expansionary power. And then it's going to hit Saturn again in Aquarius. Now, Saturn has moved on from Aquarius, but this combination of Mars hitting Pluto, hitting Saturn, is exactly the thing in the 2020 episode that I said to Eric, God, that looks an awful lot like plague. I don't want to say it, but (laughs) that's kind of what it's supposed to represent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, your average plague
1: lasts like four or five years or something like that. And I know we're all <laughs> eager to get it over with, but yeah, we might have a couple more years left.
3: I, I don't want to say that, but. I don't want to yeah. say that, but. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know, but. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Well, would you rather know or not? That's
1: what we... I'd rather know. I'd rather know. I think
2: it's important. I'd rather know. That's why we
3: do this, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Saturn also winds up being our monthly governor. So Saturn not only gets to give the news, but also give a lot of bad news and slow everything down. If you've got (laughs) projects, I would... I would hold off. If you have New Year's resolutions, you might consider waiting until March <laughs> to start <laughs> your year. <laughs> well,
1: uh, you know, that makes a li- some things a little easier. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be more global right, supply we... chain blues.
1: I know, I know. Uh, all right, Susie, give us a card. Give us a happy card. All right, shall us we try for like...
2: something that's not strength this time? <laughs> Yeah, give us like some
0: cups or something. Oh, okay.
2: Four of Wands. Voila. So that's nice. Ooh. Um so I four like that. of wands, yeah, that's uh that's a that's a particularly cheerful one, at least on the on the uh face of it. I mean, it is the card that's known as the Lord of Completion. Uh it does Tend to denote celebrations, so you know. I mean, one thing that we might hear about is like celebrity wedding or something like that. You know, that could that could come up with this mm-hmm. card, um, uh, or it could be an easing of restrictions during this month. Briefly, it could be. Uh, we could experience that. The other things that this card, you know, tends to bring up is um, hmm temporary situations so it we could see ceasefires for example we could see truces we could see um well another thing that it has to do is with is celebrations and festivals so it's possible that celebrations and festivals may be in the news not necessarily for good reasons right you know it's just a topic oh yeah you know it could be that who knows like you know, for example, that concert where everybody, you know, where there was that crush of uh, people rushing the stage, that's the kind of thing that could happen because it is a card that um, simply indicates the presence of people uh, rejoicing. Yeah. It doesn't say whether that's, that ends well or not. I but, mean, there uh,
1: are a couple of big celebrations in February anyhow, right? Mm-hmm. There, doesn't the, uh, the Chinese New Year usually happens in February? It can.
2: It can be end of January, beginning of February. Yeah. Okay. And then mm-hmm.
1: also, isn't Mardi Gras in February? As a as a non-Catholic, I cannot
0: recall
1: <laughs> <these> this. <laughs> we have two uh, dates to look up. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. S- somebody send those to our intern.
2: <laughs> the, the appre- wh- what about your demonic to the servitor? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, don't you have to pay an apprentice? I think interns are free. It's
2: actually March 1 <laughs> next year, Mardi Gras. Okay, so um, okay. But it's okay. right around that time, usually.
1: All right. Thanks, Susie. Yep. I'm glad that at least one of us is a good Catholic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I'm a good Googler, is what I am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the,
3: the other thing that this, uh, this card sort of points out is that you have a two-tiered system, right? You have mm. people on the ground who are celebrating, but you also have people who are in the high castle. Like that's mm. the basic plot of the Decameron is that all of the wealthy people continue to hide out in their fortresses. And meanwhile everybody on the ground is like, Well, the pandemic is basically over, so we can come out and celebrate, right?
2: <laughs> and, yeah.
3: and that's yeah. the point. That's the point where the people in the castle wind up getting sick. Oh no, that's um that's Edgar Allan Poe. That's uh oh, Mask right, of the right. Red Death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's also, you know, you were talking about Saturn bringing harsh news, and that could be, uh, you know, it could be that the celebration presages
2: something. It could to- also be um, a rescue operation, you know, somebody's could people are in a difficult pr- situation and helpers come and try and uh, alleviate it or, you know, or there's a dramatic story of a last minute uh, rescue of that sort. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good point. Like the mm-hmm. like the kids in the cave or the soccer. That's team what I was thinking. The cave in the cave of, yeah. in, the oh. Tha- in Thailand yeah. a few years ago, mm-hmm. but this time mm-hmm. it's a rescue off a mountaintop. Maybe
2: could be, oh. could be, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it it, but the first thing that comes to mind for me always with this is like a cess a temporary cessation of hostilities. So, um, so we'll see if that comes to pass.
1: Let's, let's hope. That sounds nice. That does sound uh, nice. Okay.
3: Are, are we ready for
1: March?
2: Yeah, let's do March. Sure. Okay. You um, haven't
3: rung the bell once, so presumably we're keeping on schedule. <laughs>
2: so, far,
1: so far, we've done pretty good. You know the, the intro was, was long, um, but I feel like we're, we're making up time. We're doing a good job. These episodes always run long anyhow. Okay. March. Tell us where we're starting and what's going on, Mr. Andrew.
3: Venus is in Capricorn at the moment, and she's below the horizon, in, so there's this sense of people wanting to connect. In a judicial chart, a, a, a chart for a nation, any planet that's in the first house speaks to something that the regular, ordinary people want. Saturn is in—I have it in my notes here as Capricorn, but it's not. It's in Aquarius. It's in the last decan of Aquarius, which is called the Knot. Uh, Where it's keeping company with um, the moon, and this placement is about untangling or disentangling.
2: Uh, Hang on, Andrew. Uh, Isn't that the? It looks like it's at Saturn's at eighteen degrees. That would be. uh, You're right. It's still in. It's Mm -hmm.
3: still in heaven and earth. It's still in decan Mm -hmm. Decan two. But the moon Um, is
2: in the knot. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. So the moon is in the knot, and Mercury and Saturn are in. Heaven and Earth, the second decan, And this is a warning not to spend too much money this month. It is a great time (laughs) for you to consult with your tax advisor and get some new advice about that sort of thing. The Presence of the Moon says check in with your your psychic advisors, your Tarotista or your Tarotis, (laughs) your Cartomancer or your astrologer about the year ahead.
1: So in, in your notes, in your notes for this month, you talk about Venus besieging Mars. Ah, uh, uh, yes. What is, is, that a, is that an astrological term?
3: Yeah, it's an astrological term. So we have Pluto on the one hand and Venus on the other, and right in between them, oh. Venus mm. Venus is at 25, Mars is at 26, and Pluto is at 27 of Ooh. Capricorn. And this is a besieging position. So, Mars wants to act in a very martial way, wants to cause trouble, and Venus and Pluto are restraining or controlling Mars from doing that. So, there's a number of ways to interpret this, right? Venus is a visible planet. It's a ruler of the solar system. But I think of the invisible planets, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, as being much more like strong influencers. They don't have any legal authority. They don't have any titles, but they have the the kind of influence. And Pluto is sort of about the madness of crowds. Everybody discovers that buying from Amazon.com is easy and cheap. And so Amazon immediately grows to be this amazing, huge company. And Jeff Bezos becomes a billionaire. That's the kind and he gets of gets to fly a penis into space. <laughs>
2: I wasn't going to say that.
3: <laughs> but this this looks a whole lot like the visible leaders of a movement and the the money men restraining the martial impulses of the general populace. Like this mm. that's what this kind of combination would mean in a in a national chart. Uh the the restraint or the limitation of a, a potentially violent outbreak. Now, well, this that is the sort of thing positive. That... Yeah, it is. <laughs> it It's the sort of thing that you don't see, right? If it doesn't happen, then it's successful, and the chart correctly predicted it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: All right, right,
0: right.
2: Yes, in fact, maybe we should just. Forecast all good news, and then we'll be right, because nobody. there will be no record of it in the news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Susie, what do we got on the tarot side of things? Are we going to pull strength again?
2: Let's see. This is March. I've got the Page of Swords, which is interesting, because as I recall, we got the Page of Swords last year as well. And... Um, And I was quite interested, it wasn't for, um, it wasn't for March, so it was for June. And the results that we got last year during the month of June was that um, it turned out that there was a lot of sort of churn in sort of small countries and new governments. So, you know, so Page of Swords is that kind of like just starting out in the regime trying to make something happen. Very often the, the 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 first start of any new government in any country is faltering and stuttering, you know, as the Page of Swords mm-hmm. does. Uh, there's a great deal of sort of infrastructural flailing about, which we see in the Page of Swords as well. So perhaps we'll see something like that again. You know, we'll see the other thing that I can imagine it being, if not um, government reorganization, could be something in the legal system, sort of a wrangling of policy behind the scenes, but not quite getting there. So, um, well, yeah. that
1: sounds kind of terrifying too. I mean, we've got some legal <laughs> we legal do system have some, issues that are yes. going to be coming up here in the United States, like some big ones. Um, we do, but also, do. I I immediately was sort of thinking of. The kinds of challenges that like the new Prime Minister uh, or the new Chancellor of Germany. New Chancellor of Germany, yeah. Following on the heels of Angela Merkel after what she's been in there for like sixteen years.
2: There's some big big shoes. Big sensible shoes to fill. (laughs) Uh, Very very sensible
1: shoes. (laughs) Very sensible
2: shoes. (laughs) So yeah, and the other thing is that the Page of Swords, you know, um I wouldn't be surprised, this is not something that came up last year, but it could be also school-related, you know, education-related, like, debates in school boards across the country, like we've been seeing a lot this year. It's that kind of, like, somewhat fractious, interminably debated controversies at local levels. You know, that could also be very Page of Swords.
3: That makes sense. We do have a conjunction uh, on March 28th of the Moon, Venus, and Saturn, sort of at the very end of the month, which I think is worth paying attention to. That's your creative instincts, your gut wisdom, and your lived wisdom of the number of years of experience on the planet that you've accumulated. And so if your instincts are telling you something at the end of March, you should probably believe that. Lean into whatever it is that you are You feel like those three parts of yourself tell you you should be doing
1: okay i will pay attention to that because that will be you know three weeks after my delayed new year's resolutions start <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay are you guys ready for april yeah we're let's really look at good april you guys yeah we're booking a lot time. let's yeah. let's see Oh, man, if only the year would pass this quickly. I don't know if I want that to happen. Uh, Yeah, I don't think you want that to happen. I I would like it to pass at a normal pace and not the extra slow pace that years have been seeming to take. (laughs) I I was promised that as I got older, years would pass more quickly. Mm. Are they? Uh, They were up until, like, 2020.
2: Well, that's to be
3: expected. I think all of us are feeling that
2: Yes, yeah, that's true. In fact, somebody asked me what year of school my son was in, and I just got it totally wrong because I just thought I just <laughs> thought that year didn't happen. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, you know, he's actually a junior, and I'm like, no, no, he's definitely a sophomore.
3: <laughs> we feel that way about <laughs> totally my stepdaughter <laughs> sometimes. She she does something amazing and brilliant, and we say, you don't. How can you do that? You're four. You can't even read.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's, she's
3: twenty eight, by the way. It's not like <laughs>
2: oh, that's funny.
3: So uh, the chart for April actually is, occurs on the thirty first of March at seven thirty four, seven thirty five a.m. And mm-hmm. Venus and Mars are now besieging Saturn. So Mars is at 18 degrees, Saturn is at twenty-one degrees of Aquarius, and um, and Venus is at twenty-four degrees. So Saturn is the prime minister of the month, or, or the prime minister of the year and the monthly governor for this month, but trapped between what I called the peace-loving secretary of state, that's the Venus side of it, and the uh Bomb them all and let God sort it out. Activity of Mars. So that is an interesting besiegement. It's a very interesting it? besiegement. So this looks a whole lot like a high level, very forceful intervention of some kind. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the United States, but it it suggests a, a fairly strong takeover of uh, of something, uh, or the sweeping away of the norms that. Have been established by somebody who's a little bit too attached to austerity. This is kind of an interesting
1: thing to be having happen on the tail of uh, the Page of Swords from last month. We might right. be seeing some sort of uh, upset that that goes uh, that takes a couple months to settle down.
3: Right. It's also Could worth be. noting this is where the Saturn Mars conjunction finishes up. Right. Venus mm-hmm. is going to move on into Pisces where she's exalted, but Mars is sweeping right up towards Saturn and that conjunction is going to happen pretty soon. So this is this is that potential for plague sort of finishing up and coming to whatever outbreak we're going to see. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, yeah, hold it, on. You mm-hmm. think
1: that the outbreak will be during this part and so, so the plague isn't finishing yet, it's...
3: No, I don't think it's. In. I don't think it's finishing. I think that this is the point where it sort of takes off.
1: Oh, that's not very exciting. It's,
3: it's not. <laughs> um, I, or it's the wrong kind of exciting, I guess. Part of the reason why that may happen is something that's happening in Pisces at about the same time, which is that we've got a Jupiter Neptune conjunction occurring in Pisces. Now, Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces, and this is the first time in several years that Jupiter has been in a sign that it rules. And it, you know, in general, this is a very favorable combination. But Jupiter is about rulership and good leadership. And Neptune is about people just not obeying the rules. Mm. And so a conjunction like this is for your own good, where we are imposing these rules on you for your own good, and people going, You're not my dad. I don't have to listen to you. (laughs) So uh, this is not a great combination to have in the middle of a plague. I don't know quite how this is going to play out, but this is traditionally unfavorable.
2: Well, you know, the other thing, though, is that, um, you know, through most of April, you're going to be having both Jupiter and uh, Venus in signs where they do well. You know, we're going to have That's Venus right. ex- exalted in Pisces and Jupiter dignified in Pisces, so there there should be some good vibes, uh, regardless of how realistic they are.
3: <laughs> right, I think that there will be some good vibes, and we will feel great. The thing about this, though, is with Saturn in Aquarius and Jupiter next door with with Venus in Pisces, you've got a set of solutions, which is awesome, that's the Jupiter and Venus in Pisces, and you have a significant problem, that's Saturn and Mars in Aquarius, and the solution to one problem doesn't match this other big problem. So we have, mm-hmm. we have the solving of one big problem, but we also have a continuing problem that isn't being solved. So mm. we're we have two things that are sort of out of alignment. It's not to say that we won't be happy that the, the solved problem is solved. We're just also not going to be entirely happy because there's another big unsolved problem in the room at the same time.
1: (laughs) Gah. Gah. It's like, oh man, it's like life is a TV show.
2: Mm, Hmm.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
3: It kind of is. Uh, well, I see some okay, really Susie, fantastic
2: yeah. escapism there.
3: <laughs> There's, we, we might get some really we, good movies out of this. We might uh, get some really and,
2: good drugs out of this. <laughs> or some really good drama
3: out of this. Uh, maybe all three, you guys. They yeah, don't
2: yeah. Have Maybe any all three. That's don't. true. That's true.
1: Um, well, okay, Susie, give us a card. Give us a card. All
2: right. Let's have a, have a look at what I've got here. Oh, it's the Wheel of Fortune. Wow! Ooh, ooh! Yeah. So that points to our buddy Big J, uh, Jupiter, and um, and interestingly enough, we got this last year in February. Yeah. So one of the things that happened last year in February was that uh, a Porsche broke the land speed record for <laughs> for cars. So.
1: So do you think that's going to happen again? Are we going to get a new land speed record I just thought it was a
2: a charming manifestation of the the wheel literally turning really fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like, maybe it will be something really literal. Maybe electric cars will suddenly be super cheap or maybe all electric cars will explode.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think the Wheel of Fortune, another thing that happened last year was that the power grid broke in Texas, you know, so power being a wheel of fortune kind of keyword and Texas being the biggest. So, uh, so, you know, that's (laughs) the sort of thing that can happen. Very big things that affect a lot of people, you know, uh, can happen with the wheel of fortune. Also um, meetings between heads of state because it's Jupiter. So there was, this was the big Biden she summit in, um, in February of last year, so um, so I would expect geopolitics to be in the news more than usual. Um, I would expect, mm, you know, we we might see some massive moves in the market. It might be a big month for volatility, for example. That's the sort mm. of thing that could happen with the wheel of fortune. Um, Let's see. And I think that heads of state generally will be in the news. Like, for example, the impeachment trial was all the news in February last year. So, so I would look to our heads of government. Right, I right. would look for, to our big money systems. Uh, I would look to things that have wheels.
3: <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Relevant yeah. to that, uh, in, mm-hmm. in this chart for the 31st of March, covering all of April... Jupiter is in the 11th, and I hadn't really thought about that, but mm. Jupiter takes his joy in the 11th. And this is really about alliances, acquaintances, friends, um building building networks. And so, you know, I, I'm alarmed by this, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be that this is some kind of a grand bargain about making sure that the whole world gets vaccinated mm. because we know that, mm. that that's really the only thing that's going to, actually solve the covid crisis is some kind of a grand medical bargain and that may be what's on offer here
2: maybe Hmm, so i i can imagine this having to do with large worldwide organizations like the who or the un or you know um things that have Mm -hmm. broad planetary uh governance
3: and that fits really nicely with the eleventh house, which is more about non-governmental or agencies than mm-hmm. uh, than mm-hmm. governments and bureaucracies.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. April sounds like it's going to be kind of interesting. Maybe it'll be the most interesting month of the year. I'm actually so looking far. forward to it. That totally. With I, I made a very useless sentence, but I'm sticking
3: <laughs> with it. That that wheel of fortune there uh, raises my hopes for April. Let's yeah, hope. Same here. Let's
2: hope. Yeah.
1: Let's head on into uh into a little bit more uncertainty. Let's go to May.
3: May. So I think this looks really good. We have a chart for the 30th of April, 2022, 1054 PM. Uh, that makes Venus the ruler of the year, Saturn our prime minister, and then Venus is the governor of the month, right? And oh nice. And that means that she's exalted in pisces at the beginning of the month suggesting that we're going to have a fairly favorable month i like that first of all all of the planets in this chart are below the horizon suggesting that personal and uh and local economic matters are are going to be much more important than what's going on in the wider world think so well,
1: even I, Mercury, Mercury looks, oh, no, Mercury's no, below the horizon. it's
2: below the, the descendant, yep. This is whole sign houses, yep. yep. yeah.
3: So I think we're going to see a month in which being at home is important, but also reconnecting with family, sorting out any economic issues that your household has, figuring out your, your daily habits and whatever the new regime is in May are all going to be really important you will benefit at this time from making your house pretty. Even if you can't spend any money, doing a really thorough spring cleaning in late April, early May is likely to be very favorable. We have this weird combination happening in Pisces. We have Mars at 12, we have Neptune at 24, we have Jupiter at 28, and we have Venus at 28. So, this April thirtieth is actually the day of the Venus Jupiter conjunction. Wow. And those that's are always now. really nice. Yeah. That's uh,
1: oh I love that. That's day. auspicious. Um, are you seeing It yeah, is Yeah, yeah. Is there is there a good election on that day, do you think, Andrew? Oh, it looks like the moon doesn't have a really good um...
3: I mean it's maybe not bad. It's it's not bad, but I think that the presence of Mars in the same sign with Venus and Jupiter mm. means that this is not, not a day you want to be making a talisman. Uh, <laughs> so okay. You don't want to make anything permanent, but doing some special devotional work to, to Jupiter and Venus I think would go over fine.
0: Nice.
1: That sounds like a day for people to keep in mind. And, you know, uh, I mean, it is Valpurgisnacht, which is a great... <laughs> which celebration day anyhow so
3: hopefully uh hopefully that'll be fun for folks mhm yeah i should say one other thing and that is that the last decan of pisces is called the cup of blood in this system that austin copic developed in his book 36 faces and it's always been associated with medicine so here you've got this planet that uh that represents creativity and innovation that's that's uh Venus, and then you have Jupiter for leadership, and then you have the influence and the sort of dispersal of power that is represented by Neptune, and pretty soon they're going to be joined by Mars, all in the cup of blood. So, this is again like the moonshot effort to figure out medicine, but it can also lead to a lot of disinformation and misinformation. So, that's worth bearing in mind as well. We're not going to know what this means until we're there, whether it's disinformation or whether it's a new solution to the current problem.
0: Mm.
2: Interesting. And the Deccan ruler for, uh, is Mars, in fact, for, uh, for Pisces 3, who's right, right there in the sign So he'll with get them. there,
3: mm-hmm. and, he will, and he will be getting to Jupiter and receiving instructions from the boss of the sign.
0: Mm -hmm. right
3: so it's it's mars being managed by jupiter but mar jupiter saying here's the broad policy goals mars go out and do it and mars going this is what's gonna go down damn it
1: (laughs) 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 okay i think i think it's time for a card all right for a card let's see
2: what do we got ha ace of wands okay so oh, shit, yes
1: sir. that's not good yes
2: so well you know i mean the thing about humanity is that you know what's good for one person is usually bad for somebody else because so, because we're like <laughs> that we're antagonistic um so you know i would expect tempers to be running high or libido to be running high in the union sense a high amount of emotional investment in everything um people's drives Mm -hmm. getting the best better of them so um as i mentioned we've seen the ace of wands last year in january and of course the um the big news was the storming of the Capitol, but you know what else happened? That is another aspect of the Ace of Wands. Uh, back then was that whole GameStop phenomenon, which is sort of this like rapid <laughs> inflation. Yes. Yes. You know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that that so, excitement right, about right. Uh, driving the the stock, you know, sky high based on you know nothing substantial. So, where we saw the beginning of the rise of the non fungible token, which might be another thing that you know the Ace of Wands might represent.
1: <laughs> well, that that's kind of interesting. I mean, if you're looking at like the the because uh, you you had a financial sort of interpretation about volatility and stuff with yeah. the Wheel of Fortune in yeah the previous month, so it could be that maybe you should be buying lots of stock and uh
3: possibly and
1: weird. Gifts of monkeys
3: in uh, (laughs) April so you can sell them in May. There was was a very deliberate story with that GameStop business about Mm -hmm. deliberately hurting hedge funds. And there was at least one hedge fund that went out of business. So we we spoke just a bit about how wands represent improvised weaponry. And there was a desire to weaponize the stock market against... The the big oh, inside yeah. players. It turns out that the big inside players still made a lot of money, but a lot of them <laughs> didn't. And a lot of, there was at least right. one hedge fund that went out of business. So that's right. There's definitely something to that idea that this is, this is an improvised weapon to use against the experts or the, the so-called know-it-alls.
2: There is a rude oh, strength it's... to this card. Yeah. And I love mm-hmm. that
3: phrase. Isn't it great? You know, Rude I think strength. there's a, down.
2: like a not not knowing when to quit kind of a thing. Too much is never enough with the Ace of Wands. So um, one other thing that I saw last time was um, overdoses, unfortunately. So, you know.
3: Oh. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Ace yeah. of Wands is something to be aware of, um, just the the amount of sort of personal inflation that might be going on. In fact, inflation generally might be an issue, financial that's inflation true. as well. Yeah, and yeah. that's
1: actually one of the things that we have been warned that might be hitting us soon. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Ace of Wands, or the energy in the Ace of Wands, Like, I usually don't see it as a bad card when I'm giving a reading, mm-hmm. but it is sort of a card that has too much energy for its own good. It's like, That's it's, right. this is the, the overflowing of power, you know, like... Uh, That's right. The the shattering of the, the spheres and that sort of thing is associated and with the ace. Wars.
2: I would not be surprised if there were, you know, also some um, some eruption of some kind, whether it's volcanic or earthquakes or something like that, just because of the... You know, or boils. <laughs>
3: or boils. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, boil your lances before you lance your boils.
0: <laughs>
3: now, that's oh, rude nice. strength for you. <laughs> that's
0: rude strength, yes.
3: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Are we ready?
3: We're, to we're close? not. April oh. 30th is also the day of our first eclipse of the year, and it happens in Taurus, which in this particular case is in the sixth house. And mm. that means that it is going to be the sort of thing that affects the working classes. My, like traditionally this stuff happening in the sixth house is working classes, minors, uh, the rank and file of the military, those sorts of things. And we have mm. at the same time that this eclipse is happening, we have the sun and moon, because it's a uh it's a solar eclipse. And we also have Uranus, and they're practically all on top of one another between 10 and 14 degrees. So there's a sense of this particular eclipse as causing more upheaval because it's going to be amplified by that Uranian energy.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm
3: -hmm. And it's also happening on the North Node, so it's also got that more of this. So I I would say that... This is unionization. This is uh, ongoing Mm. forcefulness from the working classes to push for better working conditions. Um, Like, all of that sort of stuff takes time, but it is likely to yield results.
1: Those sorts of movements have been gaining a lot of foothold this year, which just makes Mm -hmm. me so happy. You know, first Mm -hmm. with the... uh, what do they call it the great resignation right and then like the yes. rise of like the, an- the anti-work movement on reddit and stuff like and and unions happening people talking about unions more and more and people actually like doing mm-hmm. it uh mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that would be amazingly good news
3: and and this is comes back to uh susie's point about winners and losers it mm-hmm. is a good thing that wages rise in the United States and worldwide because we have not adequately calculated the cost of labor in our goods and services for decades.
2: But mm-hmm. that doesn't
3: mean that it doesn't have inflationary pressures that go along with it because companies will raise prices in accord with how much additional money they have to pay labor. Right. 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 That's
2: good Wage point. gap. Yep. So this, one, this eclipse should be one that, I guess, of the three of us, Eric, you'll be feeling because you're the one with the sun and a fixed sign. <laughs> so you have that to it's look forward son. to. Yeah, you're in Scorpio, <laughs> right?
1: Okay, well, I will look forward to this eclipse. I'm going to party my ass off on Volpergus this year. <laughs> Excellent. You guys, are, you guys are both invited if the pandemic allows
2: Fantastic. us to travel.
1: That's great. Now, on to June. Oh, I probably should have rung the bell. Hold on, let me do that. Just to, <laughs> just to emphasize that it can happen. <laughs> We've been making amazing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now we are on the, the last month of part one. Uh, we're coming into June. Andrew, get us started on June. Let's hear how it's going.
3: Venus is in Taurus. So she's in a sign that she rules. Like the sovereign of the year is happy. She's going to be dispensing... Wealth and blessings and shooting off uh, confetti from confetti (laughs) cannons and, you know, children will be handing her flowers and everything will be great. Uh, She's in the first decan, which is the plow. So if you're going to have a garden, you want to make sure that it's in by the time she gets to Taurus in on June 1st. She's actually in Taurus... Uh, a little bit later than that, like the 30th of May, something like that, 29th. Um, Saturn is our prime minister, and he is in the 12th house, and he's conjunct the sign of fortune, or the lot of fortune, in that last decan of Aquarius, the knot. So untangling Hmm. things. Just as Jupiter takes his joy in the 11th, Saturn takes his joy in the 12th, and this is... This is the sign that is associated with hospitals and hospices and emergency clinics. I do not like seeing Saturn in the 12th mm. house. Mm. I don't like this either. How come,
1: how come Saturn always oscillates between being kind of weird
3: and kind of crappy?
2: <laughs> because
3: something has to be in astrology. That's right. Something
2: has to be. Uh,
3: I guess so. Jupiter is the monthly governor, and he is in Aries, and he is coming up on a conjunction with Mars. I forget whether they actually meet or not, but before Jupiter was telling Mars how to behave, now Mars is telling Jupiter how to behave. It it doesn't seem fair to me, really, that we finally get a year with, with Jupiter in Pisces, and he's only there for like the first five months of the year. It's just <laughs> just not not nice. And yeah. wait, what happens? Does he go retrograde again? He does go retrograde later in the year and drops back into Pisces, but but he sort of spends five months in in Pisces and five months in Aries and then two months in Pisces again. Something like that.
2: It's not enough. It's just not enough.
3: It's not enough. Do
1: we get any good Jupiter elections out of his little Pisces toe dip?
3: Uh, that We do get some, and I think it's probably worth a separate episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and okay. Just, uh, just to
2: answer your question, I'm just doing a uh, little Astro Gold uh, animation here. Mars, will, there will be no ch- conjunction of Jupiter and Mars, because uh, oh, Mars is not going to retrograde. No. Mm-hmm.
3: Terrific. Not
2: I in like June anyway. Good. Good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay
1: are we ready for the card then yeah Andrew?
2: let's have a look all right oh it's the nine of wands okay so um oh yeah. well you know the lord of strength so um by the way i hope somebody's writing down these cards because i haven't been
1: <laughs> i am writing them down don't worry
2: fantastic you're a champ I mean, my
1: my apprentice is writing <laughs> your, them down your demonic servitor <laughs>
2: yes so his apprentice um,
3: we've already determined that
2: so the uh so the the nine of wands is an, an interesting one i mean it it looks in rider waite smith it does look a bit defensive and clenched i guess we could say but yeah you know i mean
1: isn't the nine of wands looking a little beat up
2: he is he's got sort of that bandage over his head you know, um,
1: yeah, there's it's been a, it's been a rough ride. It's been
2: a rough ride. Through the... <laughs> so, you know, so that's something that we might, we might experience. Um, it is fiery. And I think that that's something to look out for, um, during, during that month, um, things relating to fire. Um, now that we have a nine month fire season in this country, unfortunately, yeah yeah um i don't want that to happen no i know i know or maybe you know or maybe maybe we'll kind of get a grip on cultural burning finally and start you know actually learning to control this thing but um but in general the nine of wands you know it has that feeling of um you know it could have to do with uprisings uh with long-standing conflicts kind of coming to a head because it is a nine, you know, and it is this, this rather, um, this card of people exerting their strength. So I would be looking at global conflict during this period and, uh, trying to see where things look like they're going to kind of come to a, come to a head and require some kind of, um, intervention. So, Could it be something more neutral or positive? I suppose. Um, I would not be surprised if there was some kind of, you know, some kind of very public athletic event that came into uh, prominence for some reason or some athlete who perhaps, you know, either got injured or did something that, you know, catapulted them into the news.
3: I forget whether twenty twenty two is going to be an Olympic summer year or an Olympic winter year ever since they went to Olympics every two years. I just find that I never know it's whether winter it's a I summer think. year or um, a winter year, but didn't the Tokyo one just happen Yes was that the Tokyo summer, just happened I guess yeah, it was and that was in summer that was in that
2: was when the whole Simone Biles thing happened, yeah.
1: Right. And then now, isn't there a thing where China is supposed to do the next one and the US is like, we're not sending any diplomats? Yes. To that, sort yes. Of stuff? That's
2: right. We're not sending, we're sending our athletes, but not our diplomats. Right.
1: I feel like the first half of the year, it has some ups and downs. It doesn't necessarily. Okay. So, first of all, this is the first, this is, this is, Andrew and I have been doing this for three years now. Mm-hmm. And the first time we did it, uh, I did the tarot cards and I was super optimistic every time I pulled a card, <laughs> and I was so wrong about so much stuff. I mean, the cards were kind of right, and I was just resisting. You well, know, the thing is that, like, that maybe
2: all the things that you forecast optimistically happened, it's just they don't make the news because if it bleeds, it leads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true.
1: Um. And I feel like you know, last year we were a little skeptic. We were a little pessimistic going into it. I feel like this year, I feel the pessimism. Like there's been
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the last two years have been so
3: uh, hairy
1: well, globally. I was thinking about yeah. that,
3: and I I feel mm-hmm. like it's worth having a little bit of a reflection before we close out episode or part one of this two parter. Mm-hmm. And and that is that the last two years have told us how relatively peaceful and calm the previous 50 years have been. Like That's a good point. All of us on this call grew up in an age of relative peace and relative stability, at least for where we lived. And a lot of the rest of the world had trouble. And now we've seen with our own eyes what it is like to live in a place that's not quite as stable and where the norms that we grew up with are no longer, quote-unquote, normal. It's, it's hard to think about this, but in a sense, we are being taught what it is like to live in a place without norms. Mm. And, yeah. and the divinations are, are sort of giving us a foretaste of what it is like to live in a world where norms are not obeyed. I don't like it much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's got chall- It's got its challenges. That's mm-hmm. for damn it's, sure. It's got challenges, but but it seems to me that a lot of the challenges come from not listening to one another and not learning how to compromise. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of what we're seeing in the charts and a lot of the cards are sort of pointing to forceful decisions where I say I'm right and and you're wrong. We haven't gotten a single mm. cup. We haven't gotten a single coin.
2: That's true. Uh, That's true.
3: There, that there's there's some stuff here about uh, about issues that haven't been addressed, and the cards that represent compromise are not the ones that are coming up.
2: As a matter of fact, only, we've, yeah, gotten closest closest. we've gotten mostly wands. We've gotten mostly wands. People acting on impulse, you know.
1: Yeah, and the mm-hmm. only compromise-ish card at all has been that four of wands. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been about like showing strength mm-hmm. or fighting or mm-hmm. having. Big change or or yeah, it's been uh mm. yeah, mm. I guess you know what we can do is we can hope that the second half of the year shows uh some calming of the of the tempers and a we little bit hope. more. We can hope.
0: We can
3: hope. <laughs> 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 we can hope. Join us on the next time <laughs> on the Arnamancy show.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes,
3: which brings me to uh thank you everybody
1: for joining us for part one of our twenty twenty two forecast. Uh part two is coming up shortly. Um, You can find Susie at tsusanchang.com. You can find Andrew at andrewbwatt.com. And you cannot find me at (laughs) ericlarneson.com, but you can find me at arnamancy.com. We're also all on Twitter and Instagram and all those sorts of things. And remember, there's our code BIGASTRO22 to get 20% off a divination reading uh, if you book one before January 5th. And uh, okay, so adieu. Adieu. Thanks so later, much. Till later, all.
2: Thank <laughs> you so <'Til> later. later.
1: <laughs> this has been another episode of the Arnomancy Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I have been your host, Reverend Eric. You can find Arnomancy online at arnomancy.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting the Arnomancy Project for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash Arnamancy.